A few weeks ago, Pastor Kenny taught on the foundations of worship. And if you missed that, you can find it on our church podcast or our church website. Um, Throughout my teaching today, my awesome oldest son is going to provide us with some, um, some worship as I preach. So I'm really excited about that. So thank you, Zachariah. Um, so today we're just going to focus on the practicalities of worship. Um, and Brian Johnson says, do, then teach what you do. So some of the things I'm going to share today I have done for a while, and some I have done just in preparation um, for today. Now, I'm not super musical. Um, a lot of my kids are. I think there was at least three of them on the stage today. And, uh, but they do not get that musical gifting from me. Um, and, but yet, yeah, I would define my life by worship. I would say that I am defined by worship. And I actually remember time periods of my life according to what worship song was shaping me during that time period. Uh, my baby dedication, which I have to admit I don't remember, but it's been told to me so many times, my grandfather saying, how great thou art. Just starting out that foundation of who God is, how great he is. My first personal worship memory was um, sitting in the back of an old blue car, and I did text my dad. It was a 1974 Dodge Dart. Um, but sitting in my little blue plastic car seat, just singing out, Jesus loves me. And that's my first memory of worship, just knowing who I am, that Jesus loves me. Um, then I got a heart for ministry during elementary school. I um, went to do homeless ministry with my dad downtown in Rochester, New York. We were downtown, and there was a little lady sitting on the front row, and she was just weeping to the old rugged cross. And that, that just defined, that just that called me into ministry. I knew from that point on that I would live my life to tell others about Jesus, to share that message of the cross. Then the rest of elementary school, I got through it with this is the day that the Lord has made, and I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Yeah. Um, and then middle school was Lord you are, and our God is an awesome God, right? How many times did we sing that song? High school was thy word in El Shaddai. College was, Lord, I lift your name on high. Early in our marriage, it was, Lord, I could sing of your love forever. And sometimes we did sing it forever. Kenny would play it and play it and play it. We were at the children's home and the girls would look at me and go, are we really going to sing this forever, right? But I could sing of your love forever. Um, That was our, our early marriage and when we were house parents at a children's home. And then uh, during our adoption was nothing I hold on to. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. And then as I was ordained as a pastor, it was the song, I will pursue you. I will pursue you. And then finally, as my kids started becoming adolescents, it was, I'm no longer a slave to fear. <laughs> um, so even if you're not super musical, this message is for you because worship defines who you are. It's what you are made for. Worship songs are often straight from scripture or they actually have a lot of, um, like, they're like mini sermons with some great motivational quotes sprinkled in there. Paul Manwaring says, some of the most powerful preaching comes in the lyrics of our songs. So I love to worship and there's four main roles that worship 
practically plays in my life. Number one, worship reminds you who God is and who you are. A great way to do that is through thankfulness. Whenever I wake up grouchy, automatically the song, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, just rushes in. It rushes in. I haven't heard that song in years, but when I wake up grouchy, that song, this is the day that the Lord has made, it takes my eyes off of myself and it reminds me what this day is all about. It's a day that He has made. It shifts my perspective from my feelings to His glory. I was playing board games with my kids this week and one of them started singing, Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. So even as we were just playing board games, we just turned our attention to God, seeing from his perspective. Because worship gives us an eternal perspective. It shifts our focus from the temporary realm to the eternal realm. Because God is awesome. He is mighty. He is worthy of all of our praise, all of our adoration. In Revelation 7, 11, it says, and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings, and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. And then Psalm 103, which Kenny actually read this morning already at the closing worship, um, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Did you hear all that benefits that we receive? And that's just the beginning. The list goes on verse after verse. When we worship, when we remember who God is, it takes our focus from the temporal realm to the eternal realm. We should be the most confident people walking on this planet. Because when we worship and surrender and grab a hold of Him, our whole approach to life shifts. When we grab a hold of Him. Will Reagan puts it like this in a song. It says, as I dwell up here, where the air is clear, when we're worshiping, up here where the air is clear, and the light is bright, and there's no more fear. I know my place, and I know my name, and I know that I have been called to do great things. Because in our connection with him, we find our security. We find what we are made for. So practically, when I feel grouchy, or discouraged, or hopeless, or like a failure, I worship to remember who God is. He's awesome, he's strong, he's amazing, he is for me, and I remember who I am. I am loved, I am cherished, I am redeemed, I am crowned with love, I am filled with his authority, child. So before we move on to point number two, we're gonna do that for a minute. We're gonna take a moment to remember who God is and who we are. We're going to do a song from Matthew 11:30. Take a moment to remember who God is and who we are because his yoke is easy and his burden is so light. So just sit back, close your eyes for a minute and remember who God is and who you are. Stick to remember who God is. 
reason number two to worship. Worship realigns our thought patterns and it renews us. It realigns and renews. It clears those airways so that we can hear and see his truth again. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And worship renews your mind with his truth. It helps us to be healthy people. Because when we become offended or need to forgive, the quickest way to get yourself to a place to do that is to worship. It resets us. It keeps us forgiving and it keeps us unoffendable. So each day, just take a minute and assess any negative thoughts that come after you. Ask yourself, is there something I need to do about this? Is there any action step? Like, is it a check from Holy Spirit to turn away from something that you're doing or to stop what you're doing if there's something. So check any negative thoughts that come your way. Is it from Holy Spirit? Then take an action. But if it is not from Holy Spirit, get rid of it. Because the crazy thing is this world is full of so much negativity. I mean, have you seen the news? I purposely don't watch the news. I just figure Kenny will tell me if you know, something happens in the world. So, um, But when we dwell on negativity, it actually like excretes toxins into your body. Like, that's how powerful being negative is. And so we want to get rid of negativity. So when it comes against you, we just want to worship it away. We want to exchange any negativity or poor self-image or anger or anything that comes against you. We want to exchange that for his peace and his truth. And the more you practice it, the easier it gets. I'm going to be really vulnerable right now. I'm actually trying to renew my thought patterns when it comes to food. I actually texted my sister this week about this. She's like, how are you doing with your eating? And I was like, actually, I'm doing something called worship for weight loss. 
I made it up myself. Um, this past year has been a little stressful. As you know, we've adopted four more kids, and we've gone through a lot of transitions. We have like eight of our kids are between 12 and 19. Eight of them. And so I have been handling that with food. And so um, letting that, like, comfort me and um, make me feel better. So um, in the last 12 months, I have had about 16 pounds of comfort and happiness um, from food. <laughs> I mentioned it to Kenny. He goes, seriously, 16 pounds? I'm like, yeah. So anyways, I have found that I can desire without craving. Thank you. I can desire without craving. And if the craving or the stress comes, instead of filling my mouth with food, I'm filling it with worship. So I'll let you know how it works out. I've only done it for a couple weeks, but I'll let you know how it goes. If you, if you want to ask me, you, you can ask. I'll answer. I'm pretty honest. Um, so start to filling my mouth with worship instead of food. So I had a stressful situation last week, and I was on the phone with Kenny, freaking out. I was walking up and down the street. Bah, 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 bah. And he's like, so how are you doing from this? Have you been eating a lot today? Because I've asked him to keep me accountable. He wasn't being rude. And I was able to say no. So far, all I've eaten is my miserable bowl of oatmeal with some protein powder in it. I have been filling my mouth with worship instead of food. So I'll let you know how it works out. But we want to worship until it's not just information, but revelation. So when you're stressed out or you're worried, take your care to him. He cares for you. He cares for you. And he's going to work all things together for good. And we, want to, we don't want to just sing that, okay, God, you're going to work all things together for good. We want to sing it. We want to declare it until it goes from information to revelation, until you get it. And I've mentioned before, I worry about my kids too much. And actually, as I was writing this, my kids were in the background arguing about PlayStation. And I heard one of them say, hey, guys, don't start fighting. And I'm thinking, okay, do I let them work it out and just keep writing this? Or do I go try and fix the problem? Now, another child just walked in. He's asking me about his schoolwork. There's another child that's still in bed. It's 1.26 in the afternoon. Do I get them up? Do I let them sleep? Questions, questions, decisions, they're endless sometimes. I will let you know I did not interfere, and they did work out their PlayStation problem on their own. Um, so that is good. But sometimes I worry, are my kids going to be okay today? How about the rest of their lives? You know? And I just, so I just paused as I was writing this. Instead of, as I was heading down the worry, the worry train, I just paused and I started singing. I will rest in his promises. My confidence is in his faithfulness. And I just sang that. My confidence is not my faithfulness to my children, but his faithfulness to my children. And I sang it till it was no longer just information, but revelation. And then I was no longer worrying. I was trusting. So whatever your cares are today, I want you to lean back in your chair and hold them up to God. We're going to do a song from 2 Corinthians 1.20. We're going to carry our concerns to the Lord and renew our hope. We're going to let him realign our thinking and our thought patterns, whether it's about a job or an addiction or health habits or overdue bills, whether it's about children or your family overseas on missions. Whatever it is, the next time the enemy wants to tempt you with worry or negativity, we want to immediately rest in his promises, confident in his faithfulness. We want to turn our worry into worship before our worry takes root.
Because God's going to turn any hopeless situation, he's going to turn those hard times into good. So we want to position ourselves to encounter him. So as we just finish up point number two, before we move on to three, just lean back and just rest in his promises. Find your confidence in his faithfulness. to realign and to renew your thinking and your thought patterns. All right, number three, we are born into battle. And worship gives us victory. Worship gives us victory. Because some days are just rough. And life is hard. And there's a constant battle for our thoughts, for our worship, for our attention, for our devotion. And as I was once again trying to work on this sermon I probably sat down like a thousand times before, you know, it ever got completed. But the kids were doing schoolwork in the background, and I just could not concentrate. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put on some instrumental worship, and I'll, let, I'll just hear that, and I can just focus in on what the Lord is saying and what the Lord has um, for me to share. And so I have these fancy new little headphones that I got for Christmas, and they don't plug in. They, like, somehow they talk to my phone and supposed to provide music for me, but I could not figure out how to get them connected. So Anna Grace came to my rescue and she brought me her old-fashioned plug-in ones that you just stick in your ears. So I get it in, I'm like, great, good to go. And then I'm trying to find instrumental music and I can't find it, so I just hit this random button and this song comes on about guns and spirits in my head and I'm like, wow, where's the off button? So apparently I found like Amazon, like what was popular that day or something. I don't, I don't know. And so I get out of Amazon and it's random, whatever it wants to play me, and I get Anna Grace again. So she finds the instrumental music that's on my phone and it won't load. So I just said, as any good mother would do, I just said, ah, forget it, I'm not preaching on Sunday. 
<laughs> and the Lord said, we've got to worship whether we feel like it or not. And sometimes in these small moments that we think do not matter, God does the most amazing things. God does those amazing things on these small moments that we don't think matter at all. So I reset my phone. I could not get the instrumental music to load, but I saw Amanda Cook. I'm like, oh, she's a great worship leader. I'm gonna listen to her, but how in the world am I going to listen to her singing words while I'm trying to hear what words the Lord wants me to say? But I'm like, that's fine. It's, it's better than listening to my kids, you know, do all their schoolwork. And so, but then I tune into what she's singing and I just start crying. She was singing, let the weary rise, lift their eyes to see your love crushing every lie, every doubt and fear. So I will trust here in the mystery. I will trust in you completely. Awake my soul to sing. With your breath in me, I will worship. You taught my feet to dance upon disappointment, and I will worship. Hallelujah, you are making all things new. There was like so many truths that I needed in that moment. I want you to listen to it again. I want you to hear what's resonating with you right now. What do you hear that crushes a lie that the enemy is trying to feed you? Just listen to it one more time. Let the weary rise. Lift their eyes to see your love crushing every lie, every doubt, and every fear. So I will trust here in the mystery. I will trust in you completely. Awake my soul to sing with your breath in me. Your breath in me, I will worship. You taught my feet to dance upon disappointment, and I will worship. Hallelujah. You are making all things new. See, no matter what it looks like in the physical realm at that moment, when we worship, we enter into the eternal perspective. And there is found hope. There is found peace. There is found the courage to keep going. Worship is warfare. And all the authority of heaven backs you up when you start to worship. Sometimes one of my boys will say to his brother, take the dog out. The dog does not go out. That same son will say to his brother, mom said, take the dog out. The dog goes out. Why? Same son, same brother. What was the difference? The second time he said, mom says. The authority of mom backed up what he said, and that dog went out. And when we worship, all the authority of heaven backs us up, and we find victory. There is authority in agreeing with truth, with agreeing with what God says. And the cool thing is worship is so full of scripture. And it's a great way to memorize scripture, which keeps us from sin and temptation. I want you to think about how many songs do you know versus scripture? I asked the kids in kids' church, how many Bible verses do you know versus popular songs? I was appalled at their answer. Appalled. And it just challenged me, challenged me to challenge you to worship to memorize scripture. There's so much scripture in worship songs, so much biblical truth, and it's such a great way to hide God's word in your hearts. Psalm 119.11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I had a situation this week where there was not a good solution. 
And so I just started singing and praying in tongues. Holy Spirit, I need you to find the solution. You know, some of my best intercession comes in worship. We had that this morning during worship. There was a deep intercession going on over here. There is just something, there's a powerful intercession that's released when we worship. Because the air is clear, we can hear more clearly, and we're gazing face to face. And it just unlocks some of the longings that he has for us, some of the things that he wants to speak to us. And we can just respond with surrender and with intercession, with prayer. Because when we worship, we pull armies from another realm. The battle of Jericho, one, seventh time around on the seventh day was that singing and that shouting. Second Chronicles chapter 20, King Jehoshaphat led the people of Judah into battle with singing. Acts 16, Paul and Silas, they're in prison. They start worshiping. Boom, those prison doors come wide open. We watched this movie this past week with our kids called I Am Not Ashamed. It was the story of Rachel Scott in Columbine High School. And um, it starts, you know, it kind of goes previously into her life a little bit. And she was struggling with um, a life of rebellion. And she went to her aunt's house for um, summer vacation and she went to church. And there she lifted her hands during worship is where she surrendered. There's such a beautiful place of surrender. It's where that battle is won. There's victory in worship. Kenny and I came in from our walk on Friday night. We walk every night um, around our neighborhood, some mile around. And um, we walked in. I could hear the girls upstairs worshiping. And uh, they were in their room. They were playing ukulele and guitar and singing. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Nothing can stand against. The name of Jesus is powerful and nothing can stand against it. So before we move on to our final point, we want to do worship for a minute, do a little battle with our worship. If there's been a battle that's been raging in you for a while or maybe it's just an intense one that just popped up, whatever challenge you're facing, if it's big or small, let's get victory right now. Um, Zachariah is going to just start singing and just hold out your hands and surrender. Just hold out your hands and surrender. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand. Powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is. A powerful name it is, the name of
on your circumstances right now. Pray his heart into the every aspect of the battle, every aspect of the challenge you're facing right now. Align your heart with his for victory. Worship gives us victory. And point number four, the practical reasons to worship. Worship gives us strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalm 28.7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Life can be hard, and people can hurt you. Circumstances can just seem to come against you. But no matter what it looks like in the physical realm, when we worship, we are strengthened. When we worship, we get that eternal perspective. We are given that hope and that peace and that courage And one day this week, my kids had really tried my patience and I actually told them that today I was just going to get up and just tell stories about them. And I said, you've given me no time to prepare. I'm just going to get up and tell stories on you guys all morning. And so as I'm out of patience and threatening my children to tell stories on them, I started singing, in you I live, in you I move, in you I have my being. The Donut Man version. I don't know if any of you remember Donut Man, but my kids loved him as a child. And... um, Actually, honestly, secretly, one of the reasons I fell in love with Kenny was because when we were in college and I got in his car, he played it in his car, Donut Man. In him we live and move and have our being. So that song brought us together. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) So anyways, um, but in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. My kids listened to it a zillion times. And I haven't heard it since they were little. But it's still in my mind and it's still strengthening me because it's his word. It's Acts 17, 28. It is a scripture that song comes from. And it was not about, the patience wasn't about dependent on my fleshly patience. It was based on the fact that he is my strength. He is my strength. I didn't have any music playing. I wasn't playing an instrument. I was just singing under my breath and allowing that truth to invade and to strengthen me. So we want to worship when we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. That's so important. So important. It was 12.30 on Tuesday night. So was it really Wednesday morning? Probably so. And I'm not a night person. If you know me, I'm just, I get tired. And um, Kenny's a little bit more of a night owl. So it's 12.30 Wednesday morning and I'm ready to go to sleep. Kenny pulls out his guitar, climbs up on the bed with his guitar to worship. I rolled my eyes, I have to admit. I rolled my eyes and I thought, really? 12.30? But as we began to worship, something inside of me changed. 
And it was amazing. I realized I was being strengthened and it was worth it all. Worth it to worship when I didn't feel like it and worth it to worship when it was inconvenient because worship strengthens. I was helping my little boys clean their room on Thursday and one of them started singing the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you. Pretty soon we all joined in and we were all singing, I'm coming back to the heart of worship as we're picking up trash. I mean, those boys, I'm like, where do they get so much trash? And I'm picking up dirty underwear. These are our three little boys, not the older ones. But like, there's like dirty underwear behind the dresser and there's like wrappers like stuffed in there with their clean clothes. And I'm like, ugh. But we're just singing. I'm coming back to the heart of worship as we clean. And it just made the cleaning so much better. It really did. And on the way home um, on Thursday night, I had dropped Zeph off at parkour. You know, that's that thing where you do a bunch of flips and jumps, and it's quite scary. But he takes it at the gym, so we drop him off. He takes parkour, and I found myself alone in the car, just me. I was like, wow. And so I just started worshiping. I started making up songs because we don't have to have songs memorized in order to worship. What's on God's heart right now? What do, you, what do you want to tell God? What does he want to tell you? Just put it to a tune. And I was just being spontaneous and belting out these random things about how good you are, God, how you're everything, how all I need is you, and just, just me and God face-to-face as I'm just driving along. So be intentional with filling your life with worship. Have it on in the background, in your car, in your house. Have it on while you work out, when you cook. Just turn on worship whenever you can. And a lot of times we turn on, um, we have Bethel uh, music that we have on in our house. So it's on the screen and it's just playing. And then I was talking to Kenny and he goes, actually, I got a better thing now. And I was like, really? He says, you can go on YouTube and get some account and there's like worship playlists. I haven't tried it yet. You'll have to ask him or someone younger than me about how to do that. But that was pretty exciting. You can just go on and it's got all these playlists and it'll just keep going continually. So continue just to have worship. Have it playing. When it's Make up words. Be spontaneous. Just let it weave through every moment of your life. And I dropped Isaiah off at 645 this morning. Um, at someone's house for a soccer tournament. He has a soccer tournament today. And um, the dad he was riding with said, you know, the boys, they're going to use their talents today to glorify God. And it reminded me of Romans 12.1. It says, give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. That is truly the way to worship him. Brian Johnson says, we may not be able to control the impact or size of our lives, but we can control the size of our worship. So let's just not worship just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but each day throughout the day so we can remember who we are and who God is, so we can realign and renew our thoughts, so that we can win battles and we can walk in strength. And one final story to lead us into communion. Um, I was feeling like a failure as a mother one day Actually, one of the kids said, I think I broke mommy. (laughs) And um, so I was just cooking dinner and feeling broken. And Kenny picked up the guitar and started worshiping in the, like our kitchen's here. And then we don't really have a living room, we have a worship room. So it's got like 
It's like this. It's got drums and music stands and all kinds of stuff. Um, speakers, you know. So anyways, he gets in there and he just starts worshiping as I'm cooking. And he does the song, Faith Arise. And it says, get your hopes up. Lift your head up. Let your faith arise. Get your hopes up. Our God is for us. He's brought us back to life. And I could literally feel my spirit being lifted up off the floor. I could literally feel my faith and my hope arising. And the song continues, Christ before me, Christ behind me, I am firmly held in his mercy never ending. So God in you, we are firmly held. God in your mercy never ending. We will remind ourselves this week, all week long, that you are before us, you are behind us, God. You surround us, Jesus. God, we dedicate our lives, God, as a living sacrifice to worship you. Jesus, we continue to come before you this week, God, that we would remember who you are, God, that we would realign ourselves with you, that we would be renewed by you, God, that we would bring every challenge, every battle before you for victory, God, that we would strengthen ourselves in you, God. God, you are so awesome. You are so amazing, God. We want to be found in you, God, every moment. God, we thank you for your love, God, and we ask that you would help us to keep our love on also, God. God, we choose you. We love you, God. We live for you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you need prayer, please continue to come and get prayer and be blessed.